Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Damn. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. All right, everyone. I have Sarah Heron on the podcast today. Woo! We're both <laughs> we're both in weird spots. I'm at a hotel and she's in her closet, but we're on Skype. Yes. And we're looking at each other. Have, wait, have we ever met in person? No, we haven't. It's so weird. This kills me because we've been like social media friends. I swear I have more social media friends than I do like friends in person. It's for weird. sure. I mean, that's just how it is. It's weird. Days. But we've been we've been friends for a while and we've gone back and forth saying, oh, I want to do your podcast. But it's just never happened until now. So this is exciting. Yay. And uh, you saw Sarah on, let's see, The Bachelor on yes. Sean Lowe's season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a million years ago. <laughs> I, I mean, I watched, but I don't remember any of it. And then Paradise with one wh- twice once. Yeah. Paradise season one and season three. So the very first one. Season one. Who were you connected with? I can't remember. Did you? Robert Graham. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We like went the whole way. Um, Well, no, no, we didn't go anywhere, but we lasted the whole way. Didn't you break up at the end? That was like the. Yeah, I remember. Okay, And then you were on season three and that was with with Chad. And we're going to get to that because. Yeah. And then Daniel. Yes, Daniel. You know Daniel. I know him very well. And one of my questions, which I'm going to just ask right now, did you really, like, find his personality intriguing in any way? Intriguing, (laughs) yes. I mean, like, oh, my gosh. I No, I think Daniel was the most entertaining, intriguing person there, uh, which is why I was, like, drawn to him. It was never, ever, ever romantic. Like, I never wanted to make out with him or – and not – he it just wasn't there but like if I had to pick someone in the room oh I want to get to know you better yeah. it was Daniel because he well, he's definitely someone who um is purely out for entertainment which I can appreciate oh, yeah. there's nothing serious about him but sometimes in situations you just don't want that and so well you know I know and I think with Daniel though um initially I don't think he knew he was being funny, like his first season. Oh, I totally agree. And then he got agree. like a really funny edit, and then he thought, "I have to be funny now." And so, and then he like overrevved, and then it was just like, yeah. Oh, now, now he thinks funny. it's like his job to be super offensive all the time. Yeah. We did, um, <laughs> we did what uh, the Steve Harvey show together, and because yeah. we were on, um. Oh my God, I'm for Jeopardy. We were, no, what's the Steve? Family Feud. Family, family feud. feud. We were on yeah. Family Feud together. And so we did the Steve Harvey show and they were secretly trying to get us like to be romantic the whole time. But he now just says the craziest stuff just because I think he likes I attention. Know. But I'm like, dude, I can take a lot of stuff. But like talking about my implants on television, like let's not go there. <laughs> so I just I had yeah. to wonder. I had to wonder. And I also yeah. want to wonder, you go on um, The Bachelor originally and they advertised yeah. it as the first contestant with a physical disability. Did you like want that? Well, or? no, they didn't advertise it that way, actually. Did they um, not? No, 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 definitely not. Um, but I 
okay, well, let me back up. So my, my background is in advertising. I, um, you know, I just listened to your episode with Amy Kaufman, which I want to We'll talk. dive into because there was like so much but um so I worked in advertising at a real job I didn't I wasn't like trying to get famous but I truly was one of those girls that was like I've grown up watching the show I believe in the fairy tale and I think when I had that first interview um in LA mm-hmm. they were just like oh my god this chick is rating gold like she believes in the fairy tale and the, the romance <laughs> yeah and then I think the fact that I was you know, I was different. I had yeah. a physical difference and, but yet I was smart and charming and, and beautiful. I think they saw like, okay, like this she is going to be good. She could be the winner here. <laughs> or at least just ratings, ratings, I think is what they saw. Someone um, that would make them money. So. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. go on, what was dating like, you know, before for you? Cause this is a question that Amy Kaufman asked me was like, why did you feel like you needed to do that? You're beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, right. Dating's not that easy. So what was it like for you? Um, dating was really hard for me. And I actually saw going on The Bachelor as this is this is how crazy it was. I thought if I go on the show, I will I will never have to explain myself to a guy on a blind date or a Tinder date because I will I will have like this public image and if oh, he's curious yeah. about me, he'll Google me and there'll be pictures of me on the internet and I'm never going to have to like show up to a Tinder date and like explain why I only have one arm now all of a sudden. Right. And so that was like literally my rationale. It was never truly to like end up with Sean or whoever it was going to be. It was a way to save myself from embarrassment because dating was hard and I I couldn't date I sucked at dating I didn't have the confidence and so that's what I signed up for it dating is horrid it is awful and yeah I I think I totally feel you on that because I had was just dating a guy who has known me since high school before the show so I never really felt like I had to explain myself and I did say like don't google me because that's not a pretty sight but just the concept now that we've broken up of going on dates again and trying to, you know, when a guy says, so what, tell me about yourself. How the heck do you explain what, you know, we did? You know what I mean? I know. I, and it's a good point because I think half the time when I would tell guys after dating, it was like a deal breaker. Yeah. You know, it was like, cause guys automatically think, oh, you're crazy. Like, I don't want to date a crazy bachelor girl. At least that's how it was at first. I think yeah. it might be a little different today. You know, this was six years ago for me. And today, I think if a guy finds that out, they might be like, oh, well, she's going to be famous or whatever. Like, there's just yeah. different motives, I think, for the bachelor. Oh, I totally agree. But but then you go on Paradise season three. Everyone wants you to come back for four because everyone wanted you to find love. But then you yeah. post that you met Dylan. Yeah. Yes. And actually, so they actually reached out to me for winter games. And that was like right when I was starting to date Dylan. Cause that was June. So I had been with Dylan for like three or four months and I was kind of like, well, I don't know. Like so hard to tell if I'll be with my boyfriend in another six months. We know. Yeah. Following my track record, probably not. But I was like, no, I really like Dylan. I'm going to stick it out. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm retired from Bachelor. You're retired. So how, okay, so yeah. everyone, Sarah, by the way, you need to follow her on Instagram because she is one of the prettiest Instagrams I've ever seen. Um, oh, and it's super you. inspiring. But but you're, you and your boyfriend seem so in love. And the way that you guys yes. met is pretty interesting. Can you share that story? Yes. So I I had started SheLift, my mm-hmm. nonprofit organization, um, a little bit, uh, I guess, like two years ago, coming up on two years. And I was hosting the first retreat for Girls with Physical Differences here in Colorado. And I was looking for a local uh, videographer, photographer to come in and just recap the event. Mm-hmm. And Dylan was recommended to me by a colleague uh, from Los Angeles. And she said, here's this guy in Colorado. He's great. Check him out. And then side note, she sent me a text and was like, we got a live one. He's super hot. Like, go <laughs> check really him cute. out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hired him. And um, and by like day three, I was like, I think I have a crush on this guy. And my little sister who was there, and she's 18 years old, uh-huh. mind you, is like, it's just because he's the only guy who's paid attention to you in like 72 <laughs> hours, which was kind of true sort because – Yeah. And I was like, no, but I think I really like him. And by the end of the retreat, you know, everyone's loosened up and the girls are Mm -hmm. comfortable and they're all out, you know, they have their phones out there on Bumble and Dylan pops up on their Bumble. No, And I got like really jealous, like, oh my God, like if he swipes right on any of these girls, I'll be so sad. And so I texted him and I was like, if you swipe right on any of my she lift girls, like you're dead to me or whatever. And he was like, the real question is how I haven't swiped right on you yet. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Like, this is happening. And we went out on a date the next day. And we've literally been attached at the hip ever since. And you guys are so so adventurous together and fun. He seems super outdoorsy, which is, that's what I want, girl. Does he have, like, a brother or a friend? Yeah, he has lots of friends. And, I mean, it's like, that's what... I was looking forward to it. It's always like, I want a combination of, you know, a, a guy who'd be in outdoor magazine mm-hmm. and, but is also creative and loves his, you know, is passionate about his career. Yeah. And I hate to say it. I mean, I lived in LA single for 10 years mm. and I moved back to Colorado and within four months of living here, Sometimes I met the love of my life. Move. So, so yeah. he's the love of your life. And, and yes. I have actually uh, on Instagram, I found you can save photos and I saved yeah. two photos because of the captions that you wrote. I believe I commented oh. on one of them and actually said, thank you. I needed this. And I wanted to read this because I I'm single and, and a lot of my listeners are very involved in my dating life. So I just want to read a little caption, a little blip that Sarah wrote because it was great. And I admit, I, teared up a little bit okay so it's a photo of her and dylan and it says find a guy who will encourage you to dance in a field like you've never danced before one who surprises you with his tireless consideration and kindness find a guy who supports your dreams as much as his own and will talk about them for hours on end find a guy who listens find a man who will make you have a meal with strangers find a man who doesn't give you things but experiences and unconditional love Find a man who treats you these ways, not because you're a princess, but because you're a queen. I <laughs> just love that. Yeah. Like, I know. I forgot about that. <laughs> I literally commented. I was like, <laughs> I'm so weepy. But it, I mean, it's so true. And, and I, you know, I'm going on six years single. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I just 
you know, I feel like I'm just going to end up with the next one who comes around because I don't even know if it exists anymore. And your story was really, really cool. And uh, I really, I really like it. Thank you. I mean, I'm a huge believer that it finds you when you're least expecting it Mm -hmm. or when you're totally buried in whatever it is that drives you. When Mm -hmm. you've like stopped focusing on finding love, it knocks on your door. So maybe it'll be through this podcast for you. Maybe it will. Yeah. Just a reminder, guys, Mother's Day is coming up. Are you unsure of what to get for the woman who's given you everything. One of my favorite companies, FabFitFun, has got you covered. You've seen my FabFitFun subscription boxes on my Instagram timeline for years. Now I'm getting my mama. You guys know Donnie. She's getting her own box because FabFitFun takes the guesswork out of gift giving. If you're not aware of what FabFitFun is, it's a seasonal subscription box for women to discover new brands and products. FabFitFun delivers a box of full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, wellness products and they deliver those boxes four times a year for just $49.99 a box. So let's go back to this Mother's Day gift. FabFitFun is basically 12 gifts for the price of one. So you'll get your mom goodies from a variety of categories valued at over $200 and you're only paying $49.99. So while you're signing up mom, you should also subscribe for yourself too. I've been getting FabFitFun boxes for years. So I just recently got my spring box in the mail with the cutest free people sleeping eye mask that I can put in the freezer to depuff my eyes. I just put a photo on Instagram recently. Also got a lip palette from Ish, the yummiest scented candle, which unfortunately I already burned <laughs> because it was so good. And even a reversible clutch from Rachel Pally that was so cute. So those are just a few of the products I got in the spring box, but there's so many more and everything comes in the cutest box. It's decorated so nicely and it's wrapped to perfection. All full-size products, by the way. There's no samples of anything and it's all at a fantastic value. Fun fact, by the way, many products' individual value It's more than the entire cost of the box. So if you haven't signed up for FabFitFun yet, you got to do it now. Go to FabFitFun.com to subscribe and start getting the box for a life well lived. You can use my code Caridi, which is my last name, C-A-R-I-D-I, and you'll get $10 off your first box. So that's just $39.99 for products valued at over $200. Okay? That's such a deal. Go to FabFitFun.com. Use my code Caridi, and you'll get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. So update, I am in Seattle right now, um, and I'm, I, I don't know if people know this, but I work for Delta Airlines, and I have been doing kind of the uh, free life for a while where I'm kind of a freelancer and I'm my own boss, which is great, but I have really missed having a, like a nine to five. So I'm applying Mm. for a nine to five job and I hope that I get it. And if I move to Seattle, that would be very exciting because I too love the outdoors. And, uh, I was actually, when I was writing kind of some questions, I was looking on your Instagram and I think I'm, if I do get it, I'm going to drive through Utah and you just recently were there or you're posting photos oh, yeah. from there. But the, this arch thing, I wrote that down. Yeah. I actually wrote <laughs> it down. Uh, oh, Canyonlands. That's where I want to go. Yeah. You we're just there. Canyonlands and Moab. You have to go. I mean, I'll, I'll write you all your pit okay. stops yes, where please. you got to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so exciting, though. Are you allowed to say, like, what industry you're well, so, applying for? So it would be um, 
for I just work customer service at Delta, and basically with the company, there's something called a seasonal worker where you can work three months and then be off nine. Um, and that was really fun for a while, but now I'm just ready to you know make Delta more of a career for me. So hopefully I get it. I literally just miss. Oh you my know, gosh! Yeah, I miss like before the show. You know, being a news anchor, I was working 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., but I was like so enveloped in work that maybe the concept of once you throw yourself back into work, things happen for you. So I'm just ready to like wake up in the morning and have a purpose. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. sometimes I feel a little aimless. Thanks. But, but what I want to know is what, you know, with this relationship with Dylan, like what are some things that are different about this relationship than all your others as like inspiration for women just not to settle? Yeah. Um, Gosh, I think the biggest thing that I entered this relationship with was um, in the past, I had kept a lot secret and I had kept a lot of my secrets really personal and tucked away. And I think even when I didn't know it, I was guarded. Mm -hmm. Um, And for example, like I struggle immensely with um, some eating issues and body image issues and trust and attachment issues. I mean, like the list of issues goes on (laughs) and on. And I think a big reason why a lot of my relationships in the past never went beyond three to six months was because you can't hide that forever. You know, you can't, especially when you start traveling with a guy, you can't hide the fact that like, oh my gosh, you count every calorie that goes into your body or like you have these weird obsessions. And I had to be honest with Dylan about that. And every time I would be like, okay, I need to share this with him. He's going to break up with me. He's going to leave me. He's going to think I'm such a weirdo. I would tell him and, you know, it wasn't like this overwhelming, um, it's okay, babe. Like, I understand I'm here for you. Like, we'll get through it. But he, it was just a, okay. Like, it was just an acceptance. And it was a, like, if you want to talk about it, I'm here. If you don't, we don't have to talk about it. Mm -hmm but I'm, I don't love you any less because of it. And so every time I brought down a wall or I peeled that layer of the onion off, it made our relationship stronger mm-hmm. and it made me more confident and comfortable in it. And so now it's like, I do feel like, okay, I can, you know, I, I, I just feel more comfortable about the things that set me off usually, or like mm-hmm. when I'm feeling sad or lonely or, you know, he's about to leave for this 10 day uh, trip and I've been crying every day because <laughs> he will be floating down the Rio Grande with no cell reception for 10 days. And I'm like, that's terrifying. At least he understands like where that cork comes from. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's, that was the key for me in finding lasting relationships. Why can't you go on the river? Oh, I have no interest. <laughs> I have no interest. I do not want it to is- go. <laughs> It's also, he does these like expeditions once a year and there he calls them suffer fests because <laughs> for him, they're good for like photo and content yeah. and, and it's a good, like for a guy, it's good to go like do something that no man has ever done before. Like they love that, but he's like, I have no interest in babysitting you. You wouldn't even enjoy it. And I'm like, you're right. I would so, right. so I'm not going. <laughs> so are you, are you a fan of camping or no? Yeah, I do love camping. Um, I think it just kind of depends on circumstance, though. Mm-hmm. I, of course, don't love freezing temperatures, and no. I don't love, like, you know, I love bugs, having a but... bathroom. Like, that's mm-hmm. really important to me because I, 
I would love to just go get a tent and and but I I, I need a toilet. I do. Okay, so I've I've gotten used to that. I've somehow <laughs> managed. We we went on a 10-day camping trip last summer and I I learned how to like dig a hole and go what? in the hole. Yeah, I never had before. And I've even kind of turned it into my own glamping. Like I have a crate that I bring with my face wipes and my like bar of soap and you know the things that um I even have like perfume for when I feel like I need a fresh a little, like you know, you just yeah, yeah, I recently just went um I did my first like backpacking trip and uh-huh. I'm not really an overpacker necessarily, but I'm never like a limited packer where I I just have this much room and it was ju- I was staying in hostels and it was just so different like having my shampoo in a little bottle and having to carry toilet paper with me everywhere I go because you never know what's gonna happen it was just a very in- enlightening experience truly oh yeah but see that's that's more adventurous than anything I've I've never stayed in a hostel I'm not quite there yet it's 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 <laughs> definitely it's different it's not bad it's just uh it depends on like if you're sharing a room with right 10 people or four people and and it took it took some getting used to but I, I do want to like do it a little bit more especially did after looking people, at like, your pics snore? did you wear well, that like, was the earplugs? Oh, let me tell this story <laughs> well so I forgot earplugs and it was the worst thing of my life so I slept in my like iPhone headphones every night because yeah. I, I use this um like a, a sleep app that plays brown noise because I just cannot sleep. So that what is brown noise? brown noise? Okay, so there's pink noise, white noise, and brown noise, and they're all different pitches. And I've tried to sleep with all three noises, and me and Brandy both. She has this massive brown noise machine right next to her bed, and I was like, I'm not buying a machine. I just have this free little app. And you just press play and it goes the whole night. I don't know if it oh actually like correlates with my ability to fall asleep, but I'm going to pretend that it does. But I just remember there was one time we were, I was on the top bunk and the guy below me, bless his heart, he smelled so oh. bad. And like, you can't ask someone like, bro, go shower. And finally, at one point he did shower, but a pile of his dirty clothes were right next to his bed. So regardless of the shower it was still wafting up to my bunk it was horrible it was awful but it is like a fun you know people are so interesting and you meet people from all over the place and if you're going to dinner yeah it was I'm like a smell sensitive kind of person so it was it was really alarming to me (laughs) but maybe Uh your next she lift retreat should be hostels and everyone can just do hostels together yeah, for sure. You're like, no, please. I don't know. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm definitely gonna have to experience a hostel before I make any oh, gosh. executive decisions. Oh, gosh. All right, I'm gonna take you down memory lane for a second. During my time on The Bachelor, I was on a group date that involved Ben Higgins smelling all of us blindfolded and picking the woman who smelled the best. I'm never gonna forget that date because. I won. I guess I smelled good. And by the way, the scent I was wearing, I got it from Scentbird. So Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service with 450 designer brands that you can sift through and pick a new scent every single month. So you can stick with fragrances you know and love, or you can switch it up one month and try something new. There's fragrances by Prada, Gucci, Kate Spade, Nest, 
so many more. I've always been a huge perfume fan, but I also think it's important, you know, to have your signature scent, but to always try new things. And that's why I love Scentbird. I can try new things and not be married to one single scent forever. So I try to focus every month on the types of scents I know I'll always love. I'm really into those like musky, almost woody kind of fragrances. I just got Indigo from Nest Fragrances this month. It's I've never tried it before and it is so good. With Scentbird, you don't have the same fragrances sitting on your makeup table forever. You know what I'm talking about where you buy a big bottle and then you watch it sit on your table for years. So instead, try Scentbird. You get a travel-sized spray size that lasts 30 days or more, and then you pick a new fragrance the next month. It's that easy. So go ahead and visit Scentbird.com slash Olivia. Use my promo code Olivia for 50% off at checkout. So that's only $7.50 for your first month, plus you get free shipping. So that is S-C-E-N-T, bird, like tweet, tweet, dot com slash Olivia. Use my promo code Olivia for 50% off your first month. So do perfume the right way, you guys. Just date it. Don't commit to it. It's the best. Here's what I want to know. Did you so so I watched the season of Paradise with Bad Chad where he uh-huh. said some really horrible things about your your arm. What did he say? He I don't even remember, but it was horrible. I remember. Um uh well he said them in an ITM. So I think he said so it wasn't ever to my face, yeah. but it was like um something about like one arm bitch. And Army McArmerson. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) That was horrible. And and I want to know, you tweeted at him saying something about how you should donate to SheLift as an apology. Did he ever donate? No, definitely not. He didn't donate, but I was so proud by that. I got like everyone in Bachelor Nation on board to retweet that. Yeah, I mean, duh, we want to retweet that. So he, we have it on record. Chad Johnson never donated to SheLift. No, did you ever get an apology from him or an appropriate one? He apologized on like to, I think Lauren Zima. On TV, and then like that link got sent to me. So you and never I like, like approached you, because oh, I'm pretty no. sure he said that he apologized to you in person. Which I was like, "There's no way he did that." The only time I've seen Chad since I think was um, when we had to attend a like an AFR or Women Tell All to okay. promote Paradise. Oh, right, right, right. And he was like, all I remember is being at the um, bar afterward and he said something like something to the extent of like it like should we just it is what it is can we move on like you know like a very Chad thing but not like Sarah I'm very sorry for the way things happened well it's ironic that he never donated because all he ever tweets about is how rich he is and how many stacks (laughs) he has and all this stuff and he's in finance I had a feeling that that never happened so I'm glad to know know the truth but but I know that happened I think she lift came out pretty, pretty close. Was that the pushing? Oh my point? gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, the timing was insane. You yeah. know how like, Oh my gosh, the universe works in amazing ways. I had started. She lift maybe two months before I left for paradise. Okay. And, and, um, and then I was away filming while pair, while she lift was kind of on hold. And then my plan was to like launch as soon as I got back from filming. Right. And, then the whole thing with Chad happened and in, in, in a way like as 
horrible and disgusting as it was, I was like, this is perfect this for is a great push yeah like it was a great launching moment and so I mean I was like yeah he sucks like that was really shitty but thank you <laughs> thanks I'm gonna run and make some money and make some uh people happy now yeah. you know like, thank you for insulting me I yeah I appreciate it so tell everyone I'm um, everyone follows you at this point but talk a little bit about she lift and your retreats and and if people can join your retreats or yeah you know so uh, the background, I started SheLift because after I first appeared on Sean's season of The Bachelor, um, I just had an overwhelming response from mm-hmm. girls all across the country, you know, saying they were born with one arm or yeah. their daughter lost her leg in an accident or whatever. And they were looking for a place to connect and they were mm-hmm. really, truly looking for mentorship and community. And I didn't know how to provide that. I was like, I work in advertising. I don't know what I'm supposed to do for you. And as time went on, I was spending more time outside hiking and um, it kind of just came to me one day. I was like, heck, you know, I love skiing. It's my favorite sport. It has brought out a confidence in me that doesn't come from anyone's approval or acceptance of me. So maybe I should just host a ski camp for girls with disabilities. Mm -hmm. That was the original thought. And it, of course, evolved into a nonprofit organization where now we serve girls with physical differences. And I use that term um, to describe, you know, you don't just have to have an outward facing disability. I think we can all have differences um, that are inside and external. But anyway, we host retreats two to three times a year for these Mm -hmm. girls. And now we have two fundraising retreats a year for able-bodied women. And that's how everyone can get involved if they're interested and and, you know, maybe don't have a difference, but you love the organization and you want to get behind female empowerment and self-care Woo. and learn about the Yeah. And the curriculum that we do with She Left so you can attend one of the fundraising retreats. They look so fun and, and yes. everyone looks so happy and so adventurous. I mean, people, yeah. I, I want to know, you know, I've been you just started. I saw you posted doing Pilates doing all sorts of I just started Pilates by the way I love it but it is hard for me so crazy I mean Mm -hmm. people don't even understand you're doing things that for me would be I don't even can't even imagine how hard it would be well there's uh, like you know you have to realize I've never known any different and so I think a lot of people do think oh yeah that must be so hard but when you don't know what it's like to live with two hands you just just find a way Yeah. yeah And, and of course there are things that I can't do and, or I will need help or modifications Mm -hmm. to do. And I think that's fine. But as long as you're enjoying the activity or the sport and you find the moments and the poses that you can do or that you do like, then just make that work. You know, I do yoga three to five times a week and, um, of course I can't do crow. I can't like do a headstand even, but like I find the things that I do like, and I just do that over and over. I feel like you've, you've tried a lot of new things recently. Is there anything that you it's still on the list of things you want to try or places you want to go? Oh, um, oh my gosh. I mean, I have so many places I want to go a big one for me. And this is going to be a huge long haul goal is mountain biking. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I obviously will need a prosthetic arm yeah. to do that. And I don't have a prosthetic right now. So I would love to do that, but there's a lot of like ducks I need to get in a row before I can exactly hop on a bike. And so the, have you, you've never had a prosthetic arm. You just didn't No, think I grew was... up with one. 
And actually, the funny thing is um, I got rid of it in fifth grade because I felt it drew more attention to me than I wanted, which was like the opposite. You know, it's like when you have a difference, all you want to do is blend in. Right. And then now you have like a robotic arm and it becomes a show and tell piece and all the kids want to touch it and feel it and ask questions. And I was just like, oh, this is making me so self-conscious. I don't want it anymore. And my mom was like, okay, fine. Just like, get rid if, of it. If you don't think it's helping, let's just get rid of it. Wow. That's so. really, I didn't, I, that wasn't on my list. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I had all these <laughs> questions written. Um, and then also the, I, I have the, maybe you literally can even shirt in yeah. my closet. Can yeah. people still buy those shirts too? Yeah, you can still buy them. Um, they're on shelift.org. You just okay. click on the shop link mm-hmm. and you can purchase them. Um, and we will hopefully be having like a whole new line of apparel coming out soon. Again, um, things are things, things are, are slow to up. roll. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're heating up. So I'll have new shirts. And we are coming up on this on the two year anniversary in August. Yeah. So I'll probably do another big social media push then. I'm in. I'm in Thanks. for it. Um, okay, Thanks, so you, you said that you listened to the Amy Kaufman podcast. Yes. And that you wanted mm-hmm. to dive in. So before I go it took on me and like, on. <laughs> it took me like four days because I had to like break it up for my car rides, you know. Someone but, oh, said yeah. that to me and someone else messaged me and said there was so much that I literally had yeah. to stop it at some points and like take it in because I knew that the next revolutionary thing would just blow my mind. But yeah. I, I just wanted to be honest about my experience. No, I think it was so great. It was so great. And there were so many things throughout that I was just like, that's exactly how it was for me. And it made me wonder, like, because you talk about it being this social experiment and I'm just like, but how is it possible that season after season, for example, the things like painting your nails and eating, um, and the routines that we would have in the house is exactly the same for every season. So I'm like, so that was similar How for did, you. It was a lot of oh, eating yeah. and yeah. And and I explained it to this the same way to people. I I'd be like, we'd repaint our nails two to three times yep. a day. It was crazy. <laughs> and we I I also gained eight pounds, I think like exactly. I think eight is the M&Ms magic number. Day. I mean I really yeah. do. Like it was never ten, it was always eight. <laughs> yeah. And same thing, like the one time I did get a gym a, a pass to go to the gym, I was there for ten minutes. Like <laughs> And I was just like, the similarities are crazy. How do they keep those things, you know, oh, and apples to apple? Well, we only had apples to apples cards against humanity. It didn't oh, exist back right. then. Yeah. Um, but it's just like so weird that I wonder if producers, do they instigate the nail painting? Or they like, don't. How That's that what was weird. And like it, it didn't start that way because we had all, you know, been beautified beforehand. But once, you know, everyone wanted their nails to match their dresses. And so you paint, say, I don't know, you're wearing a pink dress, so you do pink nails. But then you're like, you know what? I don't want to wear that dress. So I have to change my nail color. And it just became like constant doing your nails over and over again. It was insane. And then a lot of um, tanning, which made sense. I wish I had done that, like with the mitts and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. I, looked, I looked pretty, I looked pretty pale. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, I, I feel like I just wanted to share things that most people don't talk about, which is just yeah. kind of like, people think it's this super exciting thing, but the days are really slow and long painful. and painful. It's not like a, when you travel, it's not like you're going and checking things out and no, even on no. dates, you're like they film you walking down the street and you look at a building, but then you go inside and you're 
you're done. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I know. Yeah. And I felt like I related to so much of what you said about like connecting with the girls. Um, I, of course, never had like conflict or anything, but I really struggled to connect and also was kind of, I was friends with everyone, but I wasn't like best friends with anyone. And, um, and in many ways I always felt like the loner myself. And actually I remember you saying what to Amy, like you befriended someone because you were both kind of the loners. Kayla. I don't remember Kayla. Okay. And, and that was kind of with me, I kind of befriended Tierra. I don't know if you remember Tierra. I loved Tierra. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of befriended her because she was also a loner because everyone hated her. And, but then by association of like being a loner with Tierra and being the only girl that would room with Tierra once we started traveling, the girls turned on me Yeah, and it was like, what is happening here? It was, it's just, it was, it was, a. it's tough for me to connect with people in general, in real life. That's just my personality. I'm kind of guarded and awkward and weird, but it was just a situation where like, I'm supposed to be best friends with this person who is making out with the guy that I like. And, and I don't really want to say too much because I don't know if I can really trust these people. Like I'm supposed to throw my trust into all these people that you know, could have, could walk into an ITM and, and talk about the things that I right. talk about or so, yeah, it was just, it was like one of the lonelier experiences of my life. But the one thing that I wanted to do, I'm kind of a loner in real life anyway. And so I was like, when I go into this, I'm going to be true to myself the entire time. And I'm not, I'm not going to like force friendships. If they're not there, I'm not going to force myself onto someone. You know what I mean? But yeah, yep. I mean, me and Kayla ended up hitting it off kind of just because she was also a little bit ostracized by people and she didn't really feel the need to like be in the click. I don't know if your season was was clicky necessarily, but mine felt like literally high school mean girls. You know what I mean? They weren't necessarily yeah. mean, but they were more of like the ringleader and then the, the friend and, and just and everyone wow. had like buddy buddy partnered up. I don't know if that happened with you, but ours was ours was not that bad. And I think it's because everyone knew Sean was like so religious Yeah, and they, and True. like if, if, if he was, if any of us were catty and also no one drank on my season, really? so people were so well behaved. It was crazy. <sighs> like, cause I think they were just afraid of like, well, if like Sean's so conservative, if he finds out that there's drama or boozing or like anything, he's not going to like us. Did Tierra drink? I'm just curious. No, she's sober. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, she She was actually someone I recently creepishly added her on Facebook because she is someone Uh that I have always wanted to talk to. I am. You should. I have a fascination with villains in general and just how (laughs) the character was created. And she has not done press at all. I mean, she didn't do anything. So I just messaged her and I said, look, I know you don't do press, but I was a villain myself. I know you to feel like you were portrayed really roughly would you ever talk to me on my podcast and she agreed and I was like what oh my gosh so yeah I need okay. to follow up with you that. have to get her because I would love that. she she is an example of one of those women that came off the show and it like ruined her life ruined it. you know I mean yeah, yeah. so I mean, she's disappeared for mm-hmm. I and I'm I kind of it's like I I slowly disappear now I'm at the point where I'm ready to disappear it was like more of a slower burn for me though I was like okay I'll go on Instagram and now I'm like no no I don't even want to do it anymore 
I'm done. Really? Ugh, oh. yeah. No, but I have I, – I, so in full disclosure, I didn't watch your whole episode. Yeah. There was like a – doesn't matter. But um, I didn't see your whole episode. So I knew like your story and yeah. I knew just through like Instagram and everything what had happened. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you've totally turned the page. I think I have, which is nice I that I never have. had to do a show – to do it like I never needed to make a deal with producers saying hey you're gonna give me a good edit like it just I was like that will never happen I won't do that and it's interesting like you know so many people I mean you were loved and everyone loved you and you never really had a a rough moment you know the fight with Chad was like oh that's the craziest we've seen and you know, most people in your position don't understand how I feel about things. So it's cool mm-hmm. that you have an ability to relate to me. And, you know, it's like if you have the, the best time ever, yay, it's the best and you love it. And if you have the time that I have, it's like, ugh, I hate it. So it's just yeah. cool that you can relate, you know? Oh, for sure. I was never even though I've done it three seasons, which is crazy. I've never I'm never like happy when I'm there which is the weirdest. Yeah. It's like type two fun. Yeah. I'm miserable. I'm like not getting along with anyone really. <laughs> but then I go home and I'm like, that was the greatest experience of my life. I don't understand it. It's, it's weird. That's where the social experiment thing comes in. Where you, yeah. I remember I got home and I was like, I had the worst time on the show, but then I got <laughs> home and I was like, mom, it was so fun. Let me tell you everything. Yeah. And then it aired <laughs> and I was like, oh, now I remember why I really had a horrible time. But for whatever yeah. reason, when you come back, you're like on a high it's very strange yeah I don't know it's true I don't I don't get it and I I I have a a question um that I I ask a lot of people but does it ever annoy you to be attached to the bachelor franchise like oh you're a bachelor blogger does that ever annoy you um yes yes and no um I guess uh, I'm very grateful for my experience because it's led me to SheLift right. and it's led me to my self-awareness. So for that, I am, I like own my bachelor story mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really like being lumped in as a bachelor blogger or like I don't like getting the same Instagram deals that oh. the other – I just wish I could separate myself yeah. a little bit. I'm fine with saying I came from The Bachelor, but yeah. like I have a new story now and I want that story to be She Lift Love it. and not Bachelor. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. – I wrote that question because even – I know this person didn't mean it, but they commented on my Instagram and said, I just appreciate that you're one of the only Bachelor people not at Coachella. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just a person who's not at Coachella. Like it's right. not – like right. me – going to Coachella and being a bachelor person is like, who cares? You know what I mean? So that kind of stuff is just like, also it gives me a lot of strange social anxiety to be uh, affiliated with that in a weird way. Like it's, it's so competitive these days. And, um, I just know that I don't measure up to like the fashion that, I mean, Listeners can't see me right now, but you, you look, can. I mean, you I, and me look great. <laughs> we're in sweats. Oh, um, like I just, it's, I, it doesn't interest me. I can't keep up with that lifestyle. So it, it's hard to even be associated with it. Yeah. I mean, that's, I wish had, I could. I know. I had said, I told Brandy, my best friend, I'll go to Coachella with you months ago. And about a week before Coachella, she starts presenting me with, okay, you have to go to LA early. We have to hit all these showrooms. We have to get all these looks. 
And I just realized in that moment, it was the easiest situation for me to say, you know what? I don't want to go. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care about what I wear. Um, I don't care about getting glitter put on my face and, you know, wearing a feather in my bra. Like, I just (laughs) don't care. And so, yeah, Yeah. it's it's just the, the pressure to, like, be cool enough to go you know what I mean and it's be... so expensive too <laughs> I knew I knew it wouldn't like pan out for me I and I'd end up in the red and I don't want to spend money to yeah. go take pictures at an event where I'm sweating and you know hung over right. and tired like I'm good yeah yeah I've just for me I just know those are triggers for for totally. issues that I don't need to like bring up in myself so right. I just don't go here's here's some things um you, you said, talked about earlier and, and I've seen it on your Instagram as well. And you said you have body image issues. I have them as well. Uh, bad. Mm-hmm. And you, you actually posted a photo in a swimsuit talking about how hard it was to post a photo in a swimsuit. And mm-hmm. the first time I posted a photo in, in a swimsuit, I like had to throw my phone in the river basically because I was so <laughs> nervous to read the comments. Like that's how hard it is for me. But, you know, your yeah. body is beautiful. I know my body is beautiful. Um, but but how hard is it to just deal with with the comparisons every day? And, and like how how does these how do these body image issues affect you on the daily? I mean, constantly. I think yeah. it's it's so hard. It really, truly my body image issues are things that like I wake up thinking about yeah. and I st- I'm still thinking about them when I fall asleep every night. And and it doesn't really get any easier. I, I hate to say it, but like I have days that are better than others. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm my strongest if I'm maintaining as close to balance as possible. Right. So that means like doing yoga and making sure I'm getting my self care, whether that means like waking up and answering emails for thing, cause that makes me feel productive yeah. leads to a better day. And, um, I, it, yeah, it's vulnerable sharing a photo like that, but yeah. I also find empowerment through it because what I love most is reading the comments from other women being like, I, you know, like I'm there too. Thanks for saying this. I needed to hear this inspiration. Like, well, I think it's, and I think we all feel that way. Yeah. I mean, to set realistic body expectations, um, Cause like there's so many times I'm scrolling through my explore page and I see this girl and I'm like, Oh, I wish that I had her abs or like, I wish I had her legs for me. It's my legs. I hate them. Um, but my problem, and I don't know if it's something that'll ever go away or if it's just something that I'll find like solace in other people. But you know, there's even times where I'll go out to dinner and I mean, I don't even eat that badly. I'll have like a dish of salmon, but it's like a big dish of salmon and I'll immediately mm-hmm. feel guilty afterwards, even though I know mm-hmm. like salmon is healthy. I'm OK. But then mm-hmm. I feel like the pressure to work out the next day. And right. And I don't know what it is, but but I still want to like share it with people because there's so many people who go go through stuff like this. You know what I mean? Right. So my personal trainer once said something that like really resonated to me. It's not like a stroke of genius or anything, but I've, I've really held on to it and we were working out and I was like, Oh, I feel so fat. And she's like, okay, I work with you every week. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's not even possible that you've gotten fat since the last time I saw you. It's not physically, <laughs> physically possible. Impossible. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, you can have fat days and that doesn't make you fat. So oh, like give that. yourself permission to know that from time to time, you're not going to feel great, but it doesn't mean that you're any less lovable or any 
you know, less worthwhile to, to have happiness and be in this world. So I just remind myself, I'm like, okay, I'm having a fat day. Does not mean I'm I'm having a fat day. I'm going to, I'm going to say that. Yeah. My other problem, (laughs) I think, and and you travel so much. I love to travel. It's Mm -hmm. my favorite thing in the world. And I, I basically live out of a suitcase. Um, but it does affect my, my regimen a lot, like working out and eating right. And so it's more of like that, the travel fat day where I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying, I can't, I don't have time at this point to not go to an airport restaurant and have like a pizza, you know, it's just like, there's all of these things and we're, we're all so busy every day that it might be either I'm like starving and it's unintentional or I'm just eating like crap because everything was just like bar food, you know? I know. And I haven't figured that out yet either. And I have friends that are like, you know, they do veganism or they're right. whole 30 and, and they're like, no, it's great. Like you can find whole 30 compliant options anywhere you go. You just eat the burger without the bun, whatever. And I'm like, that's great for you. This yeah. is not a reality for me. It's like, just I, doesn't happen. I don't, I don't have that discipline. <laughs> um, I wish it was as easy as being like, find balance, pick up a, you know, a bag of nuts instead of the French fries. But like, let's be real. We're all humans and it's hard. It's just hard. I think and understanding that it's, it it is hard. I was just excited, I think, to, to finally podcast with you because you reached out to me at a time where, um, and you posted a blog. I read your blog, by the way. I love it. Um, you posted Thanks. that you listened to a podcast, which I listen to now, um, about <gasps> how, yes, yes. Uh, it's my favorite about basically how we don't talk about how not okay we are. Um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that, that I feel like, um, I'm going through a tougher breakup right now. And, uh, you know, I've had depression my entire life and mental health is something that's very important to me. And, you know, people have even said, like, you're not on Instagram. Where are you? And I I have I know self-care and I know that what I need when I'm going through a kind of a dark spell is I just need to, like, remove myself from uh, the world a little bit. And that's nothing. It's it's I'm not like disappearing. I'm not going to, you know, because I have been suicidal before. It's not a thing like that. It's literally just like a I need to remove myself kind of situation. But I do sometimes feel like if I need to talk to people, I'm like a burden. You know, mm-hmm. it's just hard. Yeah. It's weird. Well, uh, yeah, but I, I feel like there's so and I feel like there's just so much connection that can be had out of sharing. Like you're right. not a burden and yeah. you never know who's who's going to hear your story yeah. and be like, oh, my God, I'm going through the same thing or I've got I've experienced that. And yeah. just people knowing that they're not alone can do so much wonders for just bringing you out of a, a mood a or a funk. funk man just the fun yeah but yeah that was a fun I'm so fun glad one. I'm so glad you're listening to that now yeah. oh my gosh it's can, can we say it are, yes are oh no yes okay yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the um terrible thanks for asking podcast it's my favorite and I always have a hard time like pitching it to people because yeah. it's sad it's a sad podcast but um it's also beautiful I think oh, it's so and beautiful yeah yeah and the premise is, you know, how often do you get asked how you are? And, and say, what if we started answering honestly? <laughs> yeah. And so I just love it. If you said, how are you? I mean, right now I would be like, oh, fine. Great. Yeah. But I'm wanting to say, oh, my God, like my heart is hurting so bad. I'm so tired. But we c- people can't say that. And it's very right. weird. But I wish we could just say I am horrible. Thank you for asking <laughs> Right. T- t- seriously, I know. 
Um, is there and anything I think you today, can, right now, right that you're not okay with? Let's just talk about what you wake up this morning and you're like, oh, I'm not okay. Oh, um, I'm get I'm actually struggling with some she lift stuff and some pushback from just people supporting and on you know just getting a lot of roadblocks and so I just wanted to cry this morning. It was just yeah, yeah. I mean, it's here tough. I am. I took a. Uh, sleeping pill last night in in Seattle because I wanted to get a good night of sleep for this job interview today and I ended up waking up at 4 30 in the morning because of the time change <sighs> and I feel tired and I'm frustrated because I know I, I know I can fake it till I make it and I'll go in the interview and I'll be fine but like I wanted to feel so good today and if someone said how yeah. are you I'd say I'm tired and I don't want to be oh tired because today is like the biggest interview of my life. You know what I mean? Let's just say oh that my gosh. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you seem so great. Like Let's you're so perky you for it. being up. What do you do at 430? Do you lay there or well, do you get up and problem. start your coffee? Luckily, there was I'm in a hotel oh, last night. I, and you know what, people? Room service is fun, but it is so damn expensive. I got salmon yeah. and a glass of wine, and it was $70. So I was like, <laughs> I can't order room service again, but the breakfast didn't open till 6 a.m. So then I got on the TV, and I saw, thank goodness, there was a um, marathon of catfish on MTV. I <laughs> love thank God. catfish. Thank God for catfish. <laughs> so that occupied my time for like two hours until the breakfast was open. Um, and oh I like gosh. did my makeup at 5 a.m. Like ridiculous. But um, yeah, I just think I'm inspiring all of you mouthing off listeners, um, whether it's me asking you how you are or someone else asking you how you are. Let's just be real. And the people yeah. who like run away and they're like, oh, I can't deal with that. They ain't show people. And yeah. that's OK. Like, yes, less people in my life, the better, to be honest with you. I can't handle too many people. I really can't. No, I know. I'm the same way. It's I trim, I trim, trim the, fat the fat all the time. <laughs> um, okay, so here's a question that I want to ask, uh, totally surface level, but important to me. Um, okay. Does Dylan take most of your travel photos, or do you ever? Do you have like a tripod? Do you ever have to do it on your own? Uh, no, Dylan takes all of my photos. Damn. There's only I've worked with like a couple other photographers like when we did our retreat in Mexico I had amazing photographer her name's Nicole she was there she did all the photos of the girls um but no Dylan does everything like sometimes there'll be iPhone photos and you can tell because those are like the shittier quality yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) a little grain except green is in right now apparently I don't I don't know but um but I don't know I I'm grateful because yeah obviously he has a good eye for yeah landscape and everything but then sometimes I get like but I want to post it right now and he's like no I have to edit edit that like yeah Yeah, put the filters in I went for a hike yesterday in Seattle and it was the the lengths that I went to to like put my camera on this tree stone oh yeah and turn on the self timer and someone passed me and they're like that's commitment and I was like that is what happens when you do everything on your own you have to get a right the right tree stump <laughs> it's so true I've done that before on hikes when I'm alone um it's but so I've also hard. gotten like zero I've dropped all shame and just asking people to take oh, my I photo need, I need to get there I'm still in the shameful mode where I'm like ah, excuse me can you <laughs> But then no, with other people, I'm like, it. oh, would you like me to take a picture of you? And you'd think they'd be like, oh, yeah, do you want me to do one back? But they never do. So I'm like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> I was just well, trying to do actually, a good deed. <laughs> it's also funny, though, how oftentimes I'll ask, like, I'll usually um, poach, like, a young-ish looking girl. Because oh, I'm like, always, she probably yeah. knows she probably knows who the ba- that I'm from The Bachelor. She, like, um, something, you know? So I'll go up to a young girl and be like, excuse me, would you take my picture? And then half the time they'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're you? here from The Bachelor. Does and anyone like, ever, yeah. like, make extended eye contact with you and you think that they recognize you, but then they they, they don't at all? They're just looking at you and you're like, <laughs> that no, happens to me all no. the time. Really? Yes. But my what I get a lot that I hate, this is my worst, is uh, when people are like, how do I know you? Uh, and you don't like you don't want to be like TV. TV. You know me from it sounds TV. Sounds so pompous. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're like I don't know how do you. Know? I get but so you don't weird. Play the game, so you're just like, oh, do you watch The Bachelor? What I get <laughs> is when you know uh, people they'll say you look a lot like that Olivia girl from The Bachelor. Really? And I'll say because I'm such a jackass. I'll say, oh my god, I get that all the time. Like I've heard she's cool That's though, so, so it's fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I wish I could do that, I but mean, I doubt there are enough like blonde girls with one arm out I'm, there. So. I'm just a jackass, so, <laughs> and I don't really want the attention. So I'm like, nope, go. I'm. I just look like uh, her, and I then they drop sister. it. Yes, or they're like, oh my gosh, like that's so cool. You must get that all the time. Like and I'm like, oh yeah, t- I follow her. Like, we look exactly like we're twins. That's amazing. I love that. For me, it's just like not many people have a blonde little short bobs from the bachelor at least not many people have short hair so i'm kind of like a dead giveaway really (laughs) um okay so i want to finish on um so sarah's doing my podcast today and i am doing her podcast tomorrow so hopefully we didn't cover too much stuff that you want to talk about on yours although you have way more followers than i do so you'll still get a bunch of new people who haven't heard this (laughs) well tomorrow no i'm excited we're gonna dive into you and talk about you and I'm so excited because I have just like a laundry list of questions and I'm um, an open book but talk about your podcast let's push it let's get people subscribing yeah thank you so it's a she lift it's the she lift podcast and it's an extension of the organization but the idea was to share stories of my friends Mm -hmm. and women I hope to make my friends um talking about how they've overcome obstacles or are using their platform or projects to inspire creativity, compassion, and change. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm talking to some, some bachelor folks like Olivia (laughs) and, um, and some not, I'm talking to athletes and just everyday women who are inspiring change and, and promoting compassion because that's so important to me. I freaking love it. I love it. I cannot wait to be on it. So yeah, is it is it gonna be? Do you even know yet if it's like Spotify or if it's? uh, Um, No, it'll just be iTunes, iTunes. and you can subscribe wherever you can get your podcasts. Yeah, but it'll be out May first. Okay, so do the iTunes people and uh, listen to my episode and all the episodes, and it'll be great. And then where can everyone um, follow you? Push again, uh, shelift.org, right? Shelift.org. And on Instagram, it's SheLiftGrams. Oh, yes. Uh, and then my personal is just at Sarah Heron. You got to Double H. It's so pretty. Yeah, thanks. It's so aesthetically thanks. pleasing. And then you'll go follow Dylan. It's so yes. funny because like two-thirds of his following is also my following. Oh, I bet. He's always <laughs> like every time you post a photo with him, he gains like 2,000 followers probably. Yeah, it's so, crazy. So weird. But yeah, I've actually stalked him too. Yeah, his photos are yeah. gorgeous. 
And then it's like people always just being like, we're so happy for you and Sarah. And he's like, oh, can you just comment on my photos? Yeah, please. Like, like, like on my the artistic photos. quality. Yeah. Talk about how yeah. great the lighting is. How non greeny yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So exactly. everyone follow Sarah. Um, love on her. I hope I get to meet you in person one day. Oh my gosh, we will. We will. I We're getting closer. Come, we are. And I do want to, um, hopefully, if I'm moving to Seattle, um, I can be closer to you. And if on my drive, where in Colorado do you live? Is that weird to ask? No, it's fine. I live in Carbondale. So it's Carbondale. western Colorado. It's on the western side of the Rockies. So if you do come through Utah and you are interested in going to Arches, that that's place where in I, Moab that yeah. you're interested, um, that's only three hours for me. So, Ooh, so maybe I, I could, could take a pit stop. Yeah, or I would come meet you because I love you Moab. Oh, yeah. I, I need someone to, like, show me things because I'm not very good at yeah. exploration. That's not really my, I'll my forte. Um, so hopefully we get a person and we can post a pic of us together, finally. Because yes. right now I'm, I look like I – yeah, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> the only thing with Skype interviews is I, I don't ever get photos with people. And I'm not about to, like, take a screenshot of us currently. We look I great. Know. Please but don't. People Please might. don't. I okay here's the last thing we'll send off on you thank god people can't see this I have my first sign of skin cancer you guys I had to have it burned off you got it burned there's something on my nose I have to get burned off there's like a little red thing yeah I mean we look this is getting we're getting I'm getting old no we look great I'm growing all these wrinkles aren't you 26 I'm 26 but I feel like 35 it's just bad (laughs) I yeah, well, I am 31. I, so I, I just feel, feel old, old, old. Um, okay, so everyone, gorgeous. I love you all. Um, going to hang up here because I want to talk to Sarah privately. Okay, love you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.